of Christian faith is called apostolic. One holy, Catholic, and apostolic. A Christian faith is called apostolic because of the message that the apostles proclaimed to wherever the Lord sent them, and they were scattered. They would go to different parts of the, the world. Saints Simon and Jude, the two apostles that we honor today, they went to Persia, today's Iran. That's where they proclaimed the gospel, and they also, the place where they, they were martyred. It is the apostolic proclamation that makes our faith unique because it is the Lord who has revealed all things to them. They were there with him for three years. They walked with him. They heard him speak. They saw the signs. They were witnesses to his suffering and death. They were also witnesses to his resurrection. They were eyewitnesses. What we have before us is an apostolic tradition, and the word tradition means handing down from generation to generation. Those, the first generation or even second generation who recorded it, the first generation that we know is from the Gospels as well as the Acts of the Apostles, as St. Paul, who although not a eyewitness to the life of Christ, but eyewitness to an experience that he had on the road to Damascus, where he experienced the Lord, we experience the Lord asking him, uh, why is he persecuting me? And, and then the revelation that he has received subsequently from the Lord. When we speak of the apostles, first of all, Simon and Jude are towards the end of the list. Simon and Jude uh, are towards the end, and the last person was, we know, Saint Judas. Jude, uh, the, in different traditions, they sort of changed his name, but his original name was Judas, too because that was the name, how the names were. But he was distinguished by, by the name, even in the Gospels. Uh, he was known as a zealot. So I'm sorry, first of all, uh, he, Simon was known as a zealot, but it was, it was Jude who was also known as Thaddeus. Thaddeus, so that's why he was distinguished, his name was distinguished from, from uh, Judas the Iscariot. Who are they? We do not know much about Simon. We do not know much about Jude, because we know only two things. One, he was named, uh, you know, by the Lord as being one of the twelve. And in a gospel, what we hear when when we hear the words from Simon, what Simon did is he asked the Lord a question during the, the last supper. And he asked, uh, he asked the Lord, I mean, he asked the Lord this question, and he says, uh, why, why Jesus did not wish to manifest himself to everybody, to the world? Why he didn't want to manifest himself to the entire world? Uh, that means, why, doesn't, why don't you show your divinity to everyone? 
why don't you show everything? And, and um, you know, the extraordinary things. And, and the Lord responds to him at that time, whoever loves me will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. So by accepting the Lord, by loving him, then everything will be revealed inside of the heart. Everybody, everything will be revealed to the person. And we have to say this, uh, we know that the gospel has been revealed to the whole world, but not everybody accepts it. The gospel has been taught and proclaimed. And even among Christians, there's lots of doubts, questions. Even Christians allow all kinds of weeds to grow in their hearts. They embrace all kinds of other philosophies of the East, there's that, they merge it together, new age, everything, all jumbled up, uh, sort of a eclectic approach, which means they don't really know the Lord. They do not know. And so when, when, when Simon asked that question, the answer was given. The answer was given in a different way. The answer was given, one, is by Jesus being crucified. The answer is given to the world by Jesus who rose from the dead. The answer is given by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, as we know, to celebrate Pentecost, where 5,000 people who were gathered in Jerusalem, they heard the gospel proclaimed in their own language. The answer was given by the, these apostles offering their life, being crucified like Simon was, 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 uh, was actually sawn in half. Uh, Jude was, Thaddeus was crucified, just like our Lord did. So the answers were given by witnesses. The answers were given by the events, the great events, which took place in the aftermath of Jesus' suffering and death because he revealed himself already through performing great signs by his great tenderness towards people, by the healings being the, the, the receiving the, the gifts of, of, of being uh, freed from possessions by evils, evil spirits being possessing them. So, so the Lord allowed these manifestations already to take place. But then people were drawn because they were sick, they were broken, they were seeking, seeking uh, favors from him. But there's, there's that other dimension that Jesus speaks to Simon himself. If you accept me, if you love me, if you follow me, then I, will, I and the Father will come to you, will give you the comfort of the Holy Spirit, and he will transform you from within, which means allowing ourselves to receive gifts from God by faith, by acceptance of him. We have to receive these gifts. And you see, this is what, what happened to the 12. The 12, yes, there were many disciples, but Jesus went to the mountain and prayed all night, prayed to choose the 12. And the 12 will receive extraordinary power they receive extraordinary power. They were able to do everything that the Lord has done. 
This is the power received the Holy Spirit who sins you shall forgive are forgiven them. The power to forgive sins, the power to raise from the dead even, and the power to, to expel demons, the power to proclaim, to proclaim with authority. And so the 12 received not only commission, but they received the authority, Christ's authority. And the church today has that authority. The church today, despite the weaknesses, despite the, the, the lack of faith at times, but the church has the authority, the power, the power to make bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ. The world does not recognize it. They only see, they only see a piece of bread and wine. They do not recognize that it is, the, it is God himself, Jesus himself was present. That's the gift that comes with faith. That's the gift that comes with love of Christ. And the Lord allows us to see, to understand, to grasp. This is the truth. Same thing. The world sees a person maybe dressed up in vestments and pouring water over a child's head. Very simple thing. Doesn't seem like there's anything to it. And yet for those who believe, those who understand, they know that they have been incorporated into the body of Christ. Their sins have been forgiven. They become sealed with the Holy Spirit. Sealed that they belong to God. They belong to Christ for all eternity. And that we shall see what those acts of pouring water on a child's head or or any form of immersion in baptism in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, because it's important that this baptism took place in, in being incorporated into, into this very body in the name of the Holy Trinity. Those are small, insignificant acts. And yet for those who believe, not only those who believe, but this is the reality that go, will, that's the truth that goes beyond the grave. So it's not just because we believe is because of what in fact takes place. In fact, what's, that's what it is. That's the consolation, that's the truth, that, that's the happiness which we shall share in God. And this is, the, this is the gift that Jesus gave to his apostles, to the 12, given the power and the authority, not only commissioned to go out to the whole world and proclaim the good news, but the good news that has power to transform, to heal, to strengthen. How many people, and there's lots of witnesses, sometimes you see even in Hollywood, people are witnessing what happened to them when they're going through difficulties and they embrace the Lord. They receive a type of harmony and peace of heart. They were able to overcome profound difficulties and those Today, the Christians who are being persecuted also have the courage to even kneel down and, and lower their heads as a witness, even if it means that their heads will be cut. They're willing to give up their life. And there are many, there are many, there are many in today's world. We do not even know how many martyrs are there. There are witnesses in various parts of this world today are witnessing, and they wouldn't have to. You know, I remember one of our priests who ended up in Gulag in the Soviet Union for 24 years, 
every day they would be called to the office and he says, are you willing to say that Christ doesn't mean anything to me? Are you willing to say, give up your faith? You're going free. You can leave free. You can leave this gulag, a place of hard labor, and many people did not make, make it. And it was, he was always told the same. Are you willing to deny your faith? And he wouldn't for 24 years. A cardinal in Belarus, the same. Every day, he would be given the same. Which means that why? Why would people be so crazy as to endure these incredible sufferings? Why would they be so naive? Because the gift of faith and gift of love of God is so great for those who embrace and those who believe, no matter what. And many undergo trials even today. I speak very frequently with someone who has to endure profound spiritual trials. And yet there's a temptation to seek justice and retaliation even. There's a desire. And yet at the same time, embracing it because of Christ, because of Christ, not wanting to hurt, not to wanting to hurt anyone. And ultimately, we believe that God, in his love and mercy, will bring forth the type of justice that he only, the true justice, that the only way that we, everyone, will benefit and will be saved for those who turn to him no matter what happened. The authority is given to us, not only to the bishops and and that some of the authority shared with priests, but all of us by baptism are men and women of God. You are called to this type of priesthood, which is known as the universal priesthood given to us by Christ. Each one of you is a priest of God to proclaim, to teach, to shepherd. In the name of Christ, you have the authority, you have the power to bring forth the good news into the lives of many who are so lost, so confused, they do not know. They're seeking everyone, you know, by nature, saint, not saint, but Aristotle would say, by nature, we seek to be happy. By na nature, we seek happiness. So what we do is we seek some things to comfort us, to make us happy. And if we do not know the gospel, we do not really know what makes us happy. So we go with nature, with, you know, something that feels pleasant, something that seems to give us some relief, something that gives us, you know, some form of a calming effect amidst the difficulties and trials of life. But what do they do? They trap us into addictions, problems. They don't resolve anything. They seem to push us into even deeper, deeper dif difficulties. But those who do embrace, embrace Christ, embrace, allow him to come fully. He does something extraordinary. This is why Marx used to call that Christianity is opium of the people. They were using opium because they couldn't handle it. But maybe he was right because it gives the calming effect, gives the, the peace, everything that gives. This is what Christianity was called for. Is that was something wrong? No. It's a maybe fortunate, he thought it was a lie, but actually it's the truth. Because it is, it is true.
because it gives you that consolation, that comfort, that peace. It gives you that, that gift, and only God can give. But what all the opiates do, we know what ends up. People are using it, and today with all the other lacing of herons and everything else, you do not know. You're playing Russian roulette every time one takes these types of laced with, you know, drugs these days. Simon and Jude, we may not know much about them, but we know that they were men like us, people like us. And even though they're listed on the bottom because they didn't seem to participate as much, but that didn't, doesn't matter. We don't know much about St. Joseph, but we know a lot about him. We know a lot about Simon and Jude because they were willing to preach and proclaim. They had the courage and strength and even to face death. The world today is not exactly welcoming to Christian message. We know in our own country, we're supposed to be a Christian country. We have 70% of people say they believe in, in, in the Lord Jesus. How come there's such a huge majority wants to reject his gospel? If we believe, perhaps we don't really open ourselves as much. And so for all of us Catholics too, there's a huge percentage of Catholics who don't believe in the real presence. Why? Because we use our reason, perhaps, how is it possible? But that means we lack that, the, that, that gift of knowledge that comes from revelation. Because whoever asks God to give them the grace to believe, they will, they will possess, they will have it. I remember this young, young lady who was a high school student, senior in high school students, and I might have mentioned this before. I used to give retreats to high school as a chaplain for a number of years in high school. And, and young people always ask me questions like, why does the Lord is such a party pooper? Because he wants to, you know, control, you know, he doesn't want us to do this, that, you know, he does not want us to be happy, in quotes. But at any rate, this, this particular time, you know, uh, I don't know if you know young people, they never want to go to sleep, especially on the retreat. So we would hear confessions late. You know, it would, even if I showed up at eight, it would never start until nine. And it would sometimes go even till midnight, you know, because that's what happened. But at any rate, uh, there's one young lady there, and she says she was the last person on the list. She showed up, she says, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know what I'm doing here. And I said, what, 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 what do you mean? He says, well, I don't believe in God. Uh, I said, well, how did you happen to be here? He says, friends from my school, they said, come. You, won't, you, know, you don't have to do anything. Just it'll be a nice break for you. Nice environment. You don't have to, you have to study or anything because it's like a three-day re re retreat. And so she shows up and, and she says, I don't believe and I don't know what I'm, what I'm supposed to do here. I don't know. And, and, and I, said, I said to you, I said to her, if you wish to believe, just talk to the God that you do not believe in. Tom says, Lord, I want to know you. I want to know you, and I want to believe in you. If you're willing to say this, then I know that you will receive the gift of faith. Because whoever asks, receives, especially gifts like spiritual gifts. We talk quite a bit 
At that time, we talk a lot on, on, the, on the whole nature of faith, on the nature of revelation, and the one who has revealed himself as God who loves, who cares, through whom we were made, and things like that. I spoke, we spoke. I do not know what happened to her. I've never met her again. I do believe that she is a believer if she, <clears throat> if she genuinely asked the Lord for a gift of faith. Maybe then today as we continue with this sacred liturgy, where well, we do believe, we do believe that this bread and wine becomes the body and blood of Christ by the power and the authority that comes from Jesus himself through the Holy Spirit. We believe that when we ask him today that we want to love him more, that he will give us the grace to give, he give us the grace to love him more. If we ask him today, they will help us remove the stumbling blocks which seem to be so pervasive and so around us, that he will grant us his grace. If we do believe and ask him, you know, to help my son and daughter who seems to be stuck, trapped, addictions and lack of faith, confusion, that if I do request and persevere in my prayer, that one day, even if it's on earth here, may not be as visible, but in heaven, we'll see, and God will bring him to, to the fold of, the, of those who believe, because the Lord will hear those who love him. He will respond to the requests of those who are his friends, and he will grant the grace, despite you know, the confusion and, 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 and lack, of, lack of faith or whatever it may be. We do believe because God, who promised us, he'll grant us the graces we seek. For those who seek will find, those who knock, the doors will be open for them. The, the gates of heaven will be open for them. May we ask the Lord today in a special way. Say, Lord, grant us this grace to believe more, to uh, allow the love and all the gifts that you have prepared for us, they may come, that we may utilize them for, for the needs of our own families, for the needs of our nation, for the needs of the world. Trust is essential. The whole divine mercy message is all about trust. Jesus, I trust in you. May we in our hearts just say today, Jesus, I know that you hear me. I trust in you, and you'll grant me the grace. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ.
simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.